One, two, three. So, so oh, you wanna? <laughs> uh, you were tra- you were you were supposed to send me to a re-education camp, and it ended up. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it was actually a fat camp. So are you Did fat? You know you are you are me? you are you fatter now? No, it's like to help lose weight, and. Yeah, that was really mean, man. It's really rude of you to do that. Did you know you were doing that? I just, look, I had a, I was annoyed one evening, right? And so I just Googled how to make my podcast partner not the worst. And then they said, send your little boy here and we'll make them better. Oh, that's all it said? Yeah. I mean, that's all I thought that it really needed because you're my little boy and I want you to be better. Well, I got there and you said it was going to be a re-education camp and it kind of was, but for all the wrong reasons. There's a bunch of fat libertarians there and uh, they got me all right-winged up. <laughs> they just reinforced all of your ideas and you're coming back being like, actually, I was right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, uh, I was on vacation and um, I went to the... Um, COVID capital of the U.S. right now, um, but we were we were really careful. But it was surprising how much um, people weren't wearing masks or doing anything like that. You know, anyone voting for Biden was pretty far from that area. It was all Trumpers. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so. But I had I had a good time. We didn't we didn't eat in anywhere. We we always got takeout. You um, just ate each other out. <laughs> Basically, there was a lot of sex talk, a lot of locker room talk. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like with seven sober dudes in a house for a week. Yeah, six six dudes. We uh two of us weren't. Three of us were not sober. Uh, there's only there's only two straight edge kids. It still sounds like it would be like violently horny after like two and a half days. Oh, it was violently horny on the way there. And then it was violently horny throughout the entire time. How many times did you jerk off? None. That is a lie. No, it's not. You you abstained for an entire week. Yes. It was hard. I'm not going to say it was the easiest thing in the world, but it was it was difficult. But I did it, you know. I saved up for the the big hurrah when I got home. <laughs> what, where you just finally jerk off in your parents' basement and just let it all loose? Yeah. <laughs> Clean this up, Mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it was nice to be in the water. Nobody told me there were fucking sharks everywhere in South Carolina. What the fuck? Did you find, did you see any cool aquatic life? Yeah, shark. I, so this is what happened. We get there the first day we got there. We're in the water, and we're playing around in the water, whatever. You know, okay, so, waves, so, you know. so again, it's how many? Six? Six. Six. Six 30-year-old yeah. men, violently horny, begrudgingly sober, playing with each other in the water. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly <laughs> what's happening. We turn around, and we notice everyone's on the beach, and there are a couple people screaming at us. We don't know what they're screaming, but they're screaming at us to come in. Um, and we're looking around. We're the only ones in the water. So we, we swim back to shore. Uh, we get out, and there's a shark. So the lifeguard made everyone get out, you know? 
Um, so we were all sitting there. A couple of us went walking, you know, and then uh, me sat on the beach. And then like 15 minutes later, we could see like there was slowly a little bit of uh, some people starting to go back in the water. Uh, so Jeff and I were like, yeah, let's get back in, you know, whatever. So we're in the water, we're getting up to our knees, and we're noticing there are fish jumping all around us everywhere. Um, and so we get we get in a little bit more, and we're like trying to catch the fish at this point. There's so many fish jumping. Uh, and then as soon as my mind was like, this, this doesn't seem like a good idea. I don't know where I got it from. I, I feel like I've heard of something where like, if fish are jumping, it's not good. Um, especially the, the amount that they were jumping. They were all around us, just jumping all over the place. As soon as I thought, thought that, because Jeff was like trying to catch them with his hands, the fins, two fins come up, literally, like a foot away from him, right in front of him. If he would have dove into the water to like go under, um, it, he would the shark would have hit him, you know, or he would have hit the shark. It was, it was insane. And then I screamed, of course, and instead of helping my friend out, I uh, just booked you it. pushed him forward into the shark. <laughs> jumped on top of his shoulders. I might as well have. And then, um, so yeah, we get to the shore. And as soon as we get to the shore, there's a, there's a dude there who's like, yep, I saw everything. Uh, didn't anybody tell you, you see fish jump and you run. <laughs> so That fucking I, rocks. It, I am glad that you're not dead. But I wish that you would have gotten more out of your re-education trip. Because I feel like it was all for naught and I have to send you away again. <laughs> and then Why do you say that? I'm not seeing a marked improvement so far. I was expecting you to come back and be like a podcasting robot. Well, I'm not eating. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, you look good. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Well, at least, at least that part paid off. At least I took you to model camp. I'm not going to ask for a refund from my state-run re-education camp I put you through. I also got I called out for how many selfies I was posting. Yeah. By me. <laughs> Wasn't you? I commented on... I tried to find the happy medium um, between acknowledging that you're on vacation and then being super obnoxious. So it was like every third post, I would say some like, "You're so your fucking sunglasses suck, dude." Yeah, I got a lot of uh, flack for my sunglasses, um, but I was looking good. So I, I was like, "I, I got to take some uh, fucking, you know, I got to be like, we're the Bolsheviks." Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's gonna put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to, I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. Oh, never going to have sex again. All right. We're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. Nice. That was a, that was a good one. <laughs> so did you like follow any of the news stuff or anything while you were away? I did. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, so the people I'm with, they're the kind of people that like a lot of them complain about shit that's going on, and then don't vote. You know, there's one. There's one guy that I was that I was with on my trip who's like, like a Yang guy. You know, he's one of those. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I think the um, only thing worse than like 
a diehard Yang fan are like dumb Western Maryland libs who won't vote. And that's, yeah, I was with both of those. Yeah, and add and sprinkle on the fact that they're straight edge and maybe I would drown them in a fucking very shallow puddle if I had the chance. Um, so uh, the, the Yang fan, he's a, he's a big, he's a big, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Um, we had some conversations that were, you know, kind of, kind of annoying, but we had one conversation about, I said this while you were away and I feel like with the people who spoke at the DNC, I do want to see if you, uh, followed the DNC while you were gone, but I really do believe that Mayor Pete should not have had any airtime. And oh, 100% Andrew Yang should have had at least a minute or two. Yes, absolutely. Yang and um, who's the um, who's that self-help lady? Uh, Marianne Orb Mother, who has been killing it on Twitter this whole week. <laughs> yeah, she should have got some airtime too. Well, fucking Biden stole her whole like. Excuse me, Biden stole her entire like dark forces thing. Really. Well, because a big thing about uh, Marianne was that she talked about, like, she's like a self-help, like, new age lady. So she talked a lot about, like, the esoteric side of politics to an extent and, like, good forces, bad forces, good energy, bad energy or whatever. And then... Crystals. Exactly. But then when Biden did his, like, acceptance speech on on the final night, on Thursday night, he talked so much about, like, this is about the dark versus the light. Like, all of this, like weird like dark side and, versus the good side of the force shit and it's like dude you legit like s- like you stole this from Marianne and and coming from him it doesn't sound it doesn't it doesn't sound legitimate it doesn't sound fresh it, it just sounds kind of vague you know when it comes from him it sounds like someone's just giving a vague like they didn't do their homework before they had to do like a speech on you know good versus evil well, it's like heaven versus hell. It's this, you know? it's like odd, moderate pandering where they still try. Cause the whole thing with the DNC was that they were not at all trying to bring in the progressive end. They were 100% pandering towards the middle and the right. They wanted to get Republicans who don't like Trump to vote for Democrats. They have taken the progressives for, for granted. They've taken, you know, minorities for granted, shit like that. So, they 100% ignored progressives and tried to bring in all of these like more conservative people. And a big part of the conservative stuff was that they talked a lot about God and Jesus and faith and prayer and all this stuff. And a big part of Biden's thing was like him talking to religious people. Yeah, it, it was almost like the whole thing was, um, I just don't understand why the DNC... They decided to double down on how right wing the Democratic Party is. Because literally because they want to alienate the progressives. They want to alienate the squad and their supporters. They want to alienate Bernie supporters because they want to bring in centrists and they want to bring in conservatives because there is a big ideological gap between, quote, classic American conservatives, end quote, like the party of Reagan and the Trump crowd. So they literally want to get everybody who is a hair left of the, of of like the MAGA crowd 
to vote Democrat. So that's why they went so far right and they didn't embrace anybody at all to the left. Yeah, they, they were basically bragging about how there's no Medicare for all or Green New Deal and anything, you know. Oh, I mean, no. I've said it from the jump. If Trump really wants to fucking own the libs and own the DNC, he would talk about forgiving student loan death or enacting Medicare for all. Yes. And that those is, two things would make me vote for him. That is his guaranteed ace in the hole. Right. And that's the, I mean, because then he could even prove the hypocrisy of, of the Democrats, of the DNC. If he said, look, they want to talk like they're your friend, they won't fucking do it. If he really wants to say that he's this outsider, this like, you know, this wild stallion, this like fucking rogue dog, like, then he would say, fuck it. Let's get rid of fucking medical debt. Let's get rid, like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? It's always been, it's always blown my mind. He's talked about how much he likes, you know, um, other countries, uh, you know, healthcare plans that are Medicare for all. Well, because like, granted it was in the moment, but if you really want to, if you really want to make this argument about the GOP and the Republicans being like the fiscally responsible party, right? They're the party that makes sure that money flows into the economy. A, A large reason why people our age don't have money to put into the quote economy, meaning they don't have money to spend on large businesses is because what conservatively 30% of my paycheck goes towards medical bills and student loan debt, if not more. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in most cases, it's like 50%. Exactly. So if that was eliminated, then that would mean that you and I and everyone we know can now have more money to spend on fucking video games and fast food and shit. It's, and it would be an amazing boost to the economy. 100%. Sure. That's like very simple economics. And it's like it, it, it has always blown my mind that the Republicans didn't jump on any, any of these of, of these like b- very basic platforms in order to say we want to get money circulating more in your neighborhood, your city, your state, your whatever. Well, it's very weird because it's almost like, what are they doing? You know, it's uh, they, they don't have any plans. It's just waiting it out. But they're waiting it out at a point where they're not doing well. You know, this is the time for them to try something because, I mean, is it that they already know that they're probably going to lose? So they're just not going to give the Democrats anything right now? Or um, I think that the RNC thinks that they're going to win because they're the only ones that have an opinion on anything. So did you watch the DNC? Uh, I watched the the highlights and a lot. Yeah, I listened to a lot of podcasts about it and stuff. I didn't sit down and watch the whole fucking... I watched every single night, the same way that I'm going to watch every night of the RNC. The DNC was so fucking boring, I cannot tell you how boring it was. So this is the thing. It's it's This is really odd because... Uh, that's what I that's my take from it. What of what I've seen is very boring, very uh there's no substance there. It was just a lot of like blah blah blah, you know, just a lot of whatever. And you know, there's there's the like the liberal media, like 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 Vox's stuff or like uh CNN, they all raged about how well it went. And my thing is do they mean that there were no hiccups in like the in technical stuff? The production value was really good because they got the Emmy or what was he an Emmy award winning guy who used to like they got a big deal producer to basically 
produce or mix or whatever the DNC. It was very well done from a technical standpoint. It is so right now it's eight twenty five, right? It's it's August twenty fifth. So we have one night of the RNC behind us. The DNC production value has far surpassed the RNC as of night one. Right. I mean, because they just started getting ready for this three weeks ago. I mean, how can you how can you do anything with just three weeks of pe- uh, preparation? One hundred percent. But even like you know, so I like I said, like I watched every single night. There was nothing that was brought to the table during the DNC that could sway anyone who was on the fence. They said the same tired thing for four nights straight. Everyone they brought in to talk were all safe candidates or they were fucking Republicans. Right. Well, let's go through. So that's the thing is obviously, obviously they're not even worried about anything except for gathering um, uh, never Trumpers. Never Trump Republicans. And that's uh, probably side. in the event that Biden loses. I thought that Biden was the clear cut winner until the DNC came and passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not so sure because they have Still, no, they have no platform aside from I'm not Trump. Well, so it seems like they gave everybody who was like um, like a prime time speaker something like an issue that they can grab a hold of so you have bernie who was like anti-authoritarian michelle obama doubles down on her uh her speech back in uh what was it 2012 the whole if when they go low we go high type of shit you know Mm -hmm. she doubled down on that um and then you have obama you know basically tearing up um and finally, like mentioning Trump's name when he disavows him, that kind of shit, you know. Um, but again, everything is focused around Trump. Yeah, like there are no, there is nothing that the Biden Harris ticket can provide that makes me remotely excited. No, there's no there's Medicare no... for all the like the his Green New Deal is the only thing, but that was mentioned maybe twice. It was mentioned twice and it was like weeks ago and it's the thing that got me really excited. Yeah. And they're just not even, they don't even bring it up. He's not, like, they're not bringing up anything at all as of right now. Literally the whole thing is that Biden likes black people, which I can very easily argue against based on his past. They talk about how Kamala Harris will fight for minorities again. Systemic racism. That's the one good thing. We can argue against systemic She was racism. the only person to, to mention that. And then also, big ups to Baltimore guy, fucking Brandon Scott, my fucking dude. First words out of his mouth when he did the roll call was Black Lives Matter. He's the only one who fucking said it. So, like, that fucking rocks. But, like, the DNC was fucking boneless. The only thing they said was, Trump is the worst, we'll bring things back to, quote, normal. And they just pointed to Obama shit to be like, remember when things weren't this bad? Yeah, and and what's really sad is they, re- like you said, they pushed the progressives into this little hole where AOC spoke for like two seconds. AOC didn't even get a fucking speech. AOC just had the seconding, what was it? She just seconded uh, Bernie's uh, what nomination. His, his nomination so that he could accept the delegates to then pass them off to Biden. She wasn't given a speech 
And and it was so fucking stupid because everybody was fucking mad at her for not bringing up Biden. She wasn't there to fucking give a speech. She was there to accept the nomination, or excuse me, to second the nomination for Bernie. Right. I do. I am kind of upset with her with her reply on to everyone on Twitter, basically like being like, "No, no, no. I do. I I do. So I support Biden or whatever." It's like she should have, you know, been like, "No, no, no, no. You you guys are right. Like, um, I was." there to nominate bernie and i was you know she just kind of peddled back no i don't think that she did at all i i disagree with that because her entire point being there was to second bernie's nomination she was not offered a speaking role she was not offered a chance to support the candidate or to promote the democratic party she was there solely to second bernie's nomination she was there to only speak about bernie now, I don't know. She was on the she was among the names of speakers. Though. Yeah, because they falsely represented her participation. That's on the DNC trying to get viewers. And their viewership was very low compared to what the RNC already has on night 1. Right. No. Uh another crazy one, like why why did Michael Bloomberg get to speak? Uh you know. I have no a- idea why he got to speak and then uh, fucking Talib or Omar or a- anyone from the squad, anyone squad adjacent, right? It's literally, and you know the exact reason why. It's because the Democrats are trying to draw in rich Republicans. It's that, and you know, Michael Bloomberg. They, I guess, the Democratic Party wanted to like make sure that Bloomberg still spends that billion dollars, you know. So I guess to like to kind of like make him still give them money they gave him a speaking spot maybe oh yeah 100 percent. they gave him attention because they need daddy's money right but a billion dollars goes a long way it does go a long way and they'll they will need it they will definitely need it now what do you think about when john first off of the republican colin powell spoke right Mm -hmm. of the republicans that transferred over where was our boy Mitt romney i don't know Man, that would have been a that would have been a nice one to to tack on there. If I you're really, gonna do it. If no, okay, let me give you one step further. If you're gonna do it, they should have had fucking George W. Bush on there. Oh, I'm just saying. If we're gonna if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna do this whole like, they would never do that because he's so unpopular. Still, you know, he no, he's not unpopular at all. He has gotten he's this not- like. This like sweet candy giving grandpa status now. People think yeah, libs but... think he's adorable because they're too young to remember fucking nine eleven and the aftermath. I also think that's a lot of the media playing that up when, you know, in reality, people still people the whole Ellen thing started from her, you know, sitting with George W. Bush and how people got so angry about that. I mean, people are people still remember. People um still they remember him as a war criminal and everything, you know? To an extent, but let's... They, they, they'll they definitely, like, in memes and stuff, being like, oh, that's cute. he look at him in painting or whatever. But they don't want him to speak at the DNC. Well, no, no. Let's examine it a little bit further. If I had one modern, quote, modern Republican politician to bring to the table to drive home the point that the current Republican candidate is not for me and I should go Democrat, Mitt Romney's not going to be that person. He's not going to bring in everybody. 
Colin Powell is a, is is close, right? Because he is at least respected across the aisle. And then he, you know, resigned and shit because he kind of got caught with his pants down fucking lying about WMDs. If you bring in George W. Bush and have him talk to our parents and say, guys, look, Trump's not for us, right? Because he is the last, quote, normal Republican president that we had. That would go a long way. But at the same time, I think there would be so much outrage to that, you know? Maybe I, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, that, that's, that, there would be outrage, I think. I don't, I, 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 there would definitely be outrage. There was outrage for Kasich being there when people brought up what he did to fucking abortion clinics in Ohio. Yeah, AOC, because he said, what did he say, my friend Joe Biden won't, won't go left if he's elected? First off, like... That's a, you know, it's just another way of them alienating us, you know. Well, um, the it, what I have noticed from all this entire election cycle is, it is going to be hard for anyone to refute the fact that American politics have been shoved so far to the right by Trump, that now we have Republicans endorsing the Democratic Party because they're the ones more in line with their views, because the Republican Party has gone. Full fascist, and I'm not trying full to like fascist. blow these whistles and make all oh, these yeah. like false analogies or whatever. Like, suck my cock if you want to come at me for any dumb shit. But it's just like this is what we're we're looking at right now. Like, they are so far like nutso to the right that fucking let's fucking blow the whistle, Andrew. Our boy Richard Spencer endorsed fucking Trump, or excuse me, endorsed fucking Biden recently. That should give you a big fucking sign no, as to what's that. happening. He did that as a spectacle, but I I understand why that it's like the corporate Republicans just want it because right now I mean Trump makes it so hard to like know where the money's going in the stock market and stuff. Like they don't know what to do with Biden. At least if you have like a just a a normal economy that's running just normally, then you can make your um, predictions. You can you can make money the normal way like you always have. But with Trump, it's like you you put all this stuff in and he says something wacko about some company or some person or some CEO or, you know, and then the stock dumps and then you're like, what the fuck, man? Well, exactly. But that's like sort of the, the larger point I'm trying to sort of illustrate is right. the Democratic Party, the American Democratic Party has always been at its most progressive, a center-right organization. Right. Now we are seeing that they are just straight up a right-wing organization. Right, a normal right-wing organization. Just a normal, in, in, in terms of international politics, the American Democrats are a right-wing organization. The MAGA crowd are far-right. So the difference is like so if if Biden wins we have to just keep up like we can't even blink an eye we just have to like you know still be fighting really hard. <laughs> I mean that's easy for you and I to say. Um but for other people who kind of go to sleep and in, uh, in between elections and stuff um you just got to keep the fight going for you know for labor issues and unions and healthcare and all that kind of stuff. Uh if Trump gets reelected then it's like all out war you know it's like what's gonna really like 
there's a difference there. They're both fights, but one's kind of like a, you know, let's... um. One is more dire than the other. Yes. And I really feel if Trump gets reelected, things will get worse on the whole. Things will get worse for the average American. If Biden gets elected, things will stay the same, meaning they will still be bad for us, but they won't really get that much worse on the whole. This is not an endorsement of a Biden presidency, but I'm just being realistic because Trump and his cronies like Stephen Miller have very, very obvious goals in mind that will make life for the average American much worse than what it is right now. Yeah, very. it's, it's going to be awful. Now, I just want to say in the future movies about Trump in this era, um, we have to make sure that the only person that plays Stephen Miller in these movies and in these TV shows and stuff is Polly Shore. Should be David Cross. Okay. Okay, so it switches back. So in, anytime you reboot, you got to switch back over to the other one. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's going to be... I mean, it... So, you know, Trump was talking about how this is the most important election in American history. Obviously, he exaggerates everything, right? The more I listen to his speeches and the more I listen to his gobbledygook, the more it becomes like very obvious that he is just speaking to create digital content, right? Mm-hmm. And also he speaks in hyperboles. I understand that, blah, 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 blah. It's not an excuse, but it's an understanding that I have with his, his speech. He's not wrong when he says this is the most important election in American history. It's just not for him. But exactly, because he frames it as he is protecting America from China, which he isn't. That's complete nonsense. This isn't a cool enough situation to be China's coming over right now. Because if they wanted to come over, they would recall all of their debt and they would bring over their soldiers and we'd be fucked. Oh, it'd be easy. So don't, like, the American exceptionalism that we all have pounded into our brain is cool until the debts get recalled and everyone is reminded that the banks own their fucking houses, they own their fucking businesses, and we are neutered in terms of physical education. So, like, sorry, guys, you can share as many, like, TikTok indoctrination Chinese videos as you want, but when the fucking Red Army comes, you're going to have to either bow down or you're going to get a fucking bullet in between your eyes. Right. You know, that might, that might be what the, the Chinese is thinking of, uh, you know, in the future. But I mean, we don't know, but, uh, he's just, he's doing a lot of propaganda, right? With the whole post office thing, railing against the post office again. It's so weird because, oh, he tried to be in charge of the post office is your guy. He tried to, he tried to say that what is happening in the post office is the Democrats' fault, and the Democrats that, are making the thing. it the all Democrats happen. The Democrats don't control the post office right now. The postmaster general is your fucking guy. I don't get it. Like, how can, how can, why can't people see that? Like, I think people do see it. So after watching night one of the RNC, which was a nightmare, like a hilarious nightmare, I felt, 
I felt like I had drank too much cough syrup again, you know? Like I was like kind of tripping, but I kind like it kind of made sense, but it was kind of a joke. Like I I don't I I would not understand anyone who watched the RNC and believed that to be the actual goings on in this country. And that's why it had 400,000 viewers on C-SPAN. And it got like four times more viewers than the DNC because it's a fucking circus. It's, yeah, it's a joke watch. Everybody put it on to to joke around, like look at these fucking idiots. All right, hold and on, wait, 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 wait. We're halfway through, so I gotta smoke weed. Okay. Nice. Well, well, while you do that, I just want to mention that, like, it's how arrogant can have do you do you have to be? I mean, I'm not surprised, but to to be the main headliner speaker every single night. Well, he didn't speak last night. What are you talking about? Donald Trump did not talk last night. When did this shit start? What's last night? Last night's Monday? Yeah. He talked during the day. He didn't talk at night. Oh. Still, you you show up and talk every single day? Yeah, he's he's talking during the day every day except for Thursday when he talks at night to accept his nomination he did a whole rally in North Carolina and he mentioned Obama and someone yelled monkey and then he giggled and was like only in North Carolina this is gonna be a rough one so speaking of rough ones have you been keeping up with what's been happening in Portland recently no so the riots have re-escalated they've gotten very very bad now is the home department of homeland security still there um i don't think so i don't know i think that it i know that um a bunch of white nationalist maga people proud boys have come from around the country excuse me to portland and there have been nightly standoffs between antifa and proud boys and i'm using you know what happened is they they heard our podcast the one where i go on the history of portland and they're like oh shit this is uh that's our state yeah no for real that's kind of the vibe that it is but they have been crowding the streets of portland um there has been massive 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 violent demonstrations in portland the past few days where it is i didn't hear anything about this yep it is right-wing people with uh batons and bear maces or excuse me bear mace and shit like that beating the fuck out of people fights breaking out between antifa and proud boys again i'm using these two terms to denote uh left versus right and um and then once the proud boys get their asses whooped which has happened every single fucking day then the cops declare it an unlawful gathering and then start arresting anti-fascist protesters so the cops let there be clashes and let them fight. And then once the right starts to lose, then the cops come in. Oh, God. And so I have talked about this with a few people. And I, you know, and we, we were talking, and the person I talked to about it is like a right-leaning dude. And I brought up how fucked up this is. And their response was, yeah, that makes sense. The MAGA people are protecting the cops, so of course the cops would be on the MAGA people's side. And they don't see that the cop... 
that might make sense, but it's not right. It's not correct, right? But exactly. That the cops are supposed to be there to protect everyone as like a neutral body. Exactly. So if you want to make that. If that's what you believe in, then that's that's what you have to like put your principles on. Yeah. So if you want to have that be your defense for what's happening, then you have thus proved that the cops are completely biased and do not represent the community at large and need to be reformed. If you are saying that it makes sense to you that the cops will will be on the side of the people who like them, then they are not non-discriminate arbiters of justice and thus they need to be reformed. But that's not a that's not a universal view. I mean, you were talking to one person. It switches from that to uh, those motherfuckers just deserved it, you know, that kind of thing. Or like, you But know, still, you sound- if, if you have a defense for the fact that the police are only defending the right-wing people, then you are proving that not only is the American police force a right-wing organization, but you are also proving that they go against what they, quote, are supposed to do, which is defend the public, because we're all the public. But if they only want to defend the right wing, then what they are is a private military police force. And if that is the case, then why are our tax dollars being used to fund a right wing law, what a uh, law enforcement militia at this point? Right. Right. And so it just the arguments break down very quickly. Yeah, but uh, try telling that to someone with that view and they don't even understand what you're fucking talking about. Oh, I do when they don't get it and then we just end up screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the digital trenches fighting people who don't realize how, like, ignorant and racist they are. Yeah, your your QAnon shit is just, like, just blowing up. The media is just loving that shit right now. It is not my QAnon shit. It's all of our QAnon shit. Are you Q, dude? I fucking... If you're Q, you have to, like, you have to, you can... What's what's stopping from anyone just, like, doing... I don't understand. This is what I don't understand about Q. It was one person, probably, that did the initial shit. But why can't there just be copycats? Everyone's anonymous, right? So, like, it's... why can't you... Why can't anyone just put the three crosses at the end of their thing of what they say and just, you know, say things like... It has to do with, like, the way you tag yourself, like with your username on those message boards. I don't understand enough of that internet shit to get into how you can have a username on 4chan or 8chan. Right. So I don't, I really don't get it, but I'm going to talk about this on our next episode. Um, they think okay. that they've unmasked Q. Who's they? The internet. <laughs> The internet is pretty sure they have definitively unmasked Q. And I'll get into it later. I'll get into it later because it, it's, it's, it's a whole thing, but I, I, it needs to have its own, you know, okay. sort of thing behind it. Nice, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a whole thing. But um, whoever is listening, if you're not following them, you should be following Robert Evans of Behind the Bastards podcast. <laughs> On Do not mention Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, I think. He's at he is at I write okay. Letters okay. He's a journalist in Portland. He goes out every night and videotapes all this shit. 
and he is really doing a wonderful job of documenting what is happening with Proud Boy versus Antiva violence in Portland. Um, I listen to that podcast all the time. Yeah, no, he he really is. I like his. He's got a nice voice. No, really, but he he is uh, one of the the best journalists out there right now doing shit. Um, and if you want to be informed, he has like a whole crew who's out there. Um, have you seen what's been happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin? Uh, no, I have not. This is very troubling to me, Jordan. Well, I just got back from vacation, man. I ju- oh, here, audience, I just got back from vacation. I'm still settling back in. I still feel a little wonky. Um, and also, we could, I just got all this new equipment that I'm not comfortable with. I, I don't know if you could tell how uncomfortable I sound, but I'm still not comfortable with the equipment. But hopefully it sounds good to you guys. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, So... It was over the weekend, and there was an altercation between two white women in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Is one of them named Karen? And the police was called. The police were called, right? Mm-hmm. And the cops showed up. And then they switched their attention to a man named Jacob Blake. And an altercation okay. ensued between the police and a black man named Jacob Blake. And he, so we go from two white women mm-hmm. to Jacob Blake. They were called for two white women, and a black guy was there, and they focused on the black guy. And an altercation mm-hmm. ensued. And he was tased, he was maybe roughed up, and then he attempted to flee the police, defying their orders, and he tried to open up the driver's side door of his car while his children were inside the car. And a cop held the back of his shirt and shot him six times in the back. And now he's paralyzed from the waist down. And as a result, there was civil disobedience in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They burned down a couple buildings and shit, right? So this has been the big civil... Is it on video? Yes, it is on video, him getting shot. Man. You know what? With the amount of money he's going to get, though, from the lawsuit, he could probably get some new legs. I would hope that he could get, like, just some crazy legs, but I doubt that that's going to happen because we know how the judicial system works in this country when it comes to punishing police who beat, maim, and murder people. Right. Now, because of this incident, I have seen many things justifying or defending the police, right? Number one, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have disobeyed the cops. He knew what would happen if he disobeyed the cops in defending them from shooting him in front of his children, right? Mm, no. He shouldn't have resisted, right? Number two, a narrative popped up that the cops thought that he had a gun in the vehicle. So they shot him because they thought he had a fucking gun, right? Number three, upon further investigation, turns out he had priors. He had already been arrested and served his time and shit for like assault and stuff. So he's a violent criminal, which justifies him getting shot point blank by the cops. And then number four, 
upon further investigation, he had warrants for more violent and sexual crimes. Right? Yeah. These are all things that have been used to justify why the police were right in shooting him in front of his children. Well, with the whole... Uh, these justifications are so gross. So, with the warrants and the priors, you, you can't use those. Those are just... You can't use them at all. But also, yeah. they're... they're they this is a specific situation that happened. His character is not what's on trial. It's what the fuck happened right there, you know? But yeah, that... Also, that, what was the altercation? Like, why did they go from these two white women to Jacob? I Does have... say anything about that? I have no idea. I just know that the cops that were called because, because, like, two women were fighting and then their attention turned on to this black guy. Yeah. You know, I don't fucking know. But let's examine those those justifications a little bit, right? So the first one being he knows what would happen if he resisted, right? Or he shouldn't have resisted. Last time I fucking checked, resisting the commands of a cop does not mean that you get an automatic execution sentence to be carried no, out immediately. Of course not. And it's also he knows what would happen if he didn't resist. I mean, the, the both this could have happened both fucking ways with what's happened uh, with with what's been uncovered by what the cops do to black people, you know? Um, so even if he didn't resist, he probably would have been shot, you know, one way or another. Exactly. And also his children were in the car, so he's not going to get fucking arrested. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then number two, right? So he was reaching for a gun. Well, he I had already been no gun in the car, right? I have not seen or heard any definitive evidence as of 7:42 on August 25th that there was a firearm in that vehicle. Okay. And also, why would he get I mean, into a shootout was... with his kids in the car? Right. Right. And even yes, exactly. Even if there was, why would they be shooting him to kill? Yeah, because, I mean, last time I checked, it was legal to own a gun in the country. You don't know if mm -hmm. if he has yeah. that gun registered. And it looks like, to me, he wanted to defend himself. <laughs> but even if it wasn't like a defense... So even if, let's say, he was as mean as he could be, and he went into the car to grab his fucking gun, why would you not do a disarming shot or like a crippling shot in the leg as opposed to six in the back? Those right. are kill shots. Those are definitely kill shots. Right. And that sort of brings up the whole, like, what's the point of having lethal force? Like, it's the whole, like, lethal force argument with even cops having a gun. Right? Yeah. And we mm -hmm. can really ignore that because it, the idea that they saw a black man reaching, reaching, quote, reaching, it looked like he was just getting into his car to drive away. But they said that he was reaching in his car, right? Because he dipped down, he was moving around. Because he's literally getting into his driver's seat. They justified that as him reaching for a firearm to shoot him. Because that's what happened. A cop held him by the back of his shirt and shot him so that that shit would hit. It's not even from far away. Held his shirt, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. You know? It's disgusting. It's very disgusting. So let's move on to the other things that have been justified, right? He has priors. He has violent priors. That means that it's okay that he was shot. So what you are saying is that restorative, or restorative, restorative, whatever it is, restorative, restorative justice, restorative is a myth. 
Because what you are saying is once a criminal, always a criminal. Right. And the people who say that shit the loudest are the people who have bullshit priors the same way that he does. Oh, Not exactly. to say that like domestic violence or anything is a bullshit prior, but let's be very honest. Sometimes people get charged for shit that isn't, you know, what they should be charged with. Ac- oh, absolutely. Across the board, right? Yeah, there, there was that there was that guy who what stole like a candy bar or something and he still he got a, like a life sentence and they he tried to like go to court to like um get that taken away. And then the court was like, "Nah, you're still gonna serve that life sentence for stealing a candy bar." Yeah, no, that's a real that's a real thing that happens, right? So what those people are saying is the fact that he has a record means that he is not entitled to the same rights that people with a clean record are, right? Which would lead someone who has a record to believe that their life doesn't fucking matter, and what's the fucking point at all? I mean, this is how they play it out in most of the country anyway, because if once you get a felony, you, you're not even allowed, you're not allowed to vote. So they, they do view this. Exactly. I mean, felons, it, it is asinine that felons, previous or, you know, current felons, or whatever you want to call them, people in jail or people who have gotten out of jail for felonies, they're still fucking citizens that should be able to vote. That's just fucking insane that they can't. Yeah, but it's insane. This whole argument that he had committed crimes, thus, the cops were, you know, they did the right thing by shooting him or thinking he would do whatever. Like, it again, it is ignoring any notion that our justice system reforms. And they are basically pointing out the obvious fact, they're not even hiding it anymore, that our justice system is nothing more than a revolving door for legalized slavery. Yes, 100%. And that, I mean, I'm glad that was uncomfortable, you know, like uncovered uh that that people now know that and know like it's definitely something that's more popularized with the release of that netflix documentary 13 and stuff um you know because before that you know i know i didn't really understand when people when people said modernized slavery and like that you know it just wasn't put into perspective that well but now it's now it's becoming such a thing like that people are, it's going to be hard for the private uh prison system and and prison system in general to really hide from this in the future you know because this is definitely something we all care about oh yeah i mean like we all should care about it i mean it's the same thing like with like the whole california wildfire thing and they have prisoners acting as firefighters and they're getting paid what a dollar an hour or a dollar a day or some shit yeah i don't know if you listen to the episode that james did on here but he did, yeah. but he even talks about how fucking they have prisoners on work release clean up Mardi Gras for a dollar twenty five an hour. Oh yeah, I that is that. fucking that is, that is fucking slavery. Like that is legalized slavery. Yeah. And Good job, it, by the way, James. Yeah. No. Yeah. Love him forever. But it's just like that shit is something that is very fucking real in this country. Yeah. And and we need to get these things out. We need to talk about it more, like, because uh, when 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 normal people that have a heart or have any sense of morality at all find out about this, uh, you know, uh, then they're gonna they're gonna, it's it's gonna be something that the majority of the people start caring about, and well, at least if it wasn't so a- politicized, they would care about it. 
we'll we'll at least get to a point where we can make laws where the prisoners at least get paid the federal minimum wage. You know, yeah, what I mean? and they can fucking vote. Yes, they need to be able to vote. Yeah, it is completely ridiculous that someone with a felony or someone you know like just cannot vote. Yeah, because I mean, it's because what what do they have to citizen. lose at that point? Right. Honestly. If you're a citizen over 18, you should vote. I mean, that's like, I think that's in the Constitution. Yeah. There's no, ugh, it's crazy to me. But it, it's fucking um, insane. Like, we can talk about like the school to prison pipelines. We can talk about like mass incarceration rates for, you know, socioeconomic fucking uh, demographics. Like, we can do all that and, until we're blue in the face. But the fact is, there is a large population in this country that is unable to vote. And they are unable to get a decent paying job because they have a criminal record. And for... A- that, that's something that really pisses me off. My thing is, I think uh, you should That, be that background to- checks are unconstitutional? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, because once you do your time, that's it. That should be it. That, that is the whole point of going to jail is I serve right. my sentence and now I'm good. Yeah. Because you're basically... Now you're just saying everything's a life sentence because, mm-hmm. you, you know... You will never you escape to... the stigma of being arrested. Yeah, that's that's immoral to me. I mean, and I don't disagree. No matter with what you. it is, if you once you do your time, it's you're good to go because that's that's how you get rehabilitated. But that's you know the I mean? whole fucking thing. That's the whole deal. Is you go to jail, and then once you're out of fucking jail, they you have get you, back you have quote done your time, and so you have, you know performed your punishment you're like your punishment is done but that's not the case now you have a lifelong stigma so if we want to really dig deep into the you know incarceral state that we live in or whatever why the actual fuck would you expect someone who has a criminal record who cannot vote and who cannot have a good job why would you ever expect them to obey the laws and be like a functional or a law-abiding or respectful or whatever you want to call them citizen of this country if this country has completely turned its back on them. They have right. nothing. They they receive no fucking benefits from being here. They are forced to stay here because they physically cannot leave. Yeah, 100%. This they are a slave in limbo. If you have a felony, you are a slave in limbo and you are in between slave sentences. Because isn't it you can't even get you can't even get like normal social security benefits or something, right? You can't fucking that, leave the country. You can't fucking go to Canada and a, and a shit ton of other places, even if you have a fucking DUI, let alone a fucking felony. I mean, don't you do you do you also not get the same like Medicaid benefits and stuff? I, I don't know that for sure. That's an Andrew question. Andrew, if you're a a felon, can you still get like the Medicaid like all that social security bullshit. According to the SSA website, an individual released from incarceration may be eligible for social security retirement, survivors, or disability benefits if they have worked or paid into social security enough years. An individual released from incarceration may be eligible for supplemental security income benefits if they are 65 or older, are blind, or have a disability and have little or no income and resources. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's revolting, really. No, it's really but, um, fucked up. And then let, let let's go to the last little part of that before we before we start to close out, which is that people are saying that Homeboy had warrants, 
and the fact that he had warrants makes it okay that he was shot. The last time I fucking checked, having warrants, again, isn't an execution sentence. That isn't a fucking death sentence. Right, you're not... Well, having a warrant just means you get arrested. You haven't even gone through the... Uh, there is no due process if you're fucking murdered by the cops. Right. And that's the whole fucking point of this bullshit fucking, you know, crime and punishment system is we are entitled to due process and a jury of our peers and all that shit. It's really fucking hard to have a jury of your peers when you're fucking shot in front of your kids because you didn't want to fucking listen to the cops. Yeah. And so it's fucking crazy to me that people are justifying his treatment by the police by saying he had warrants. Because it's not fucking dead or alive. This isn't Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, right. Like, it really isn't. Like, this isn't... And this is a fucking... Why it's so fucking dumb that people, you know, worship this Wild West mentality. Everyone jerks off to fucking John Wayne and shit. Like, there's no dead or alive, like, riding your fucking steel horse. Well, the like, boomers do, you know. Most, most people our age doesn't even know who that fucking is. And they shouldn't because he was a piece of shit. He wasn't even a good actor. Sorry, guys. John Wayne wasn't that good of an actor. But, yeah. like, it just, it's completely fucking asinine to defend what happened on the grounds that he was accused of a crime and they were looking for him. And the fact that he didn't want to go in and they couldn't find a way to bring him in, you know, alive justifies. Yeah them shooting him shooting to kill the fact that he lived doesn't matter if you're pumping someone full of six fucking bullets you're not shooting them to slow them down you're shooting them to fucking kill them yeah i mean again i mean you also as a police officer you you have taken a job where there's a risk and you're now you should be aware that that is a risk and I think they should just have to wait until the perpetrator or whatever fires a gun back at you, you know, straight up it, or at least is pointing a gun at you, that kind of thing. And we can see it on your camera. Those it, kind of things. I'm not going to go so far as to agree with that because there's still a lot of gray area, but I won't disagree. There's a lot of gray area right here. You know, this is. Uh, All you have to do is say he was reaching for a gun. Exactly. But I'm just saying, I don't think that there are that many instances when it is okay with someone who is trying to, quote, bring you to justice can fucking kill you, is the whole thing. Right. If you want to make an actual argument about defending your life, that should be something that is so circumstantial and it's so hyper individualized that we really don't have a template to gauge it upon. Right. Like that needs to be something that is very much a case by case basis and not he was reaching for a gun. So it's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I do have a history corner thing. If you, if you want to do that real quick, we are at 59 minutes. We can do so it. No. We can do it. It's a quick, it's like, a, you know, this, this episode has been pretty dark. So, um, this will just uplift it a little bit and it'll be fast, you know? Okay. If it's fast. Oh yeah. Okay. 
it's it's a lame one, but it's because I just came back from vacation. I'm kind of like, you know, whatever. But I put one together. Uh, so this is History Lessons with Jordan B. So uh, this is the, I'm just going to go over some presidential pets, you know, nice and cute, right? Is it presidential pets? Yeah, presidential pets from the past. So in 1807, a Western explorer named Ze- Ze- Zebulon Pike. Uh, Zebulon? No- Zebulon. Isn't that a cool ass name? Zebulon Pike? Yeah. What was the name of the, the Disney person or the whoever? Oh, Xenon. That was Xenon, yes. Xenon, girl of the 21st century. Yes, sorry. Uh, not not Zebulon, girl of the 21st century. <laughs> I do think Zebulon is something, but um, Zebulon Pike noticed the bears in the Rockies were different from the ones that were in the east. Mm-hmm. So he decided to bring some grizzly bears back home and he gave them to... Thomas Jefferson, the third president at the time, and Thomas Jefferson put these two grizzly bears in cages and he put them out on the White House lawn for everybody to come by and see. Now, a year later, Thomas Jefferson decided he didn't like these grizzly bears anymore, so he sent them to Philly to a museum and one of these bears escaped and was shot to death. So, um, Our sixth president, John Quincy Adams, had a pet alligator I knew about uh, that. I knew that he had an alligator. Yeah, so he had a pet alligator that he uh, that lived in one of the uh, uh, White House bathtubs. You know, he also uh, was a known as a jokester. So he would put um, the, alligator the alligator was a jokester. No, 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 no. John Quincy Adams was known. Oh, as I a thought jokester. yeah, that was like the like cool prankster alligator. No, no, no. Just so had took... Joker makeup on and was like, "Why so serious?" I don't think John. I don't think. I don't think Batman was a thing back then yet. Um, you haven't ba- been oh. reading all the like the weird like time traveling issues where Batman's always been a thing. Arkham's always been a thing. It's all Court of Owls, baby. Of course, dude. Of course, yeah, you're right. Um, the he would place the alligator in this like the east front, um, like one of the entrances to the east front, so that when when people he didn't like were coming to see him to have a meeting, they would walk in and be scared by the alligator. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that you rode a boat from Europe to America Mm -hmm. and you go to the fucking White House, you open up them big ass doors and there's a goddamn alligator on the floor and you just like scream (laughs) in like, you know, Hungarian and then everyone fucking laughs at you and then some (laughs) dude with socks up to his fucking thighs comes out and says some shit you don't understand and then your translator has to be like, it's a joke, sir. <laughs> they did a funny upon you. And then you get mad and you leave and then you don't have the meeting, which is exactly what John Quincy wanted in the first place, probably. But yeah, that would be, uh, you know, a bad first impression for America, I would think. Ruth, uh, Ruther B. Hayes, our 19th president. Do you call owned- Rutherford B. Hayes Ruther B. Hayes? I said, yeah, Rutherford. 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 Ruther. Rutherford. I said Ruford for some reason. Rutherford. Okay, Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Owned America's first Siamese cat. Really? 
Yeah, the very first one. I did not know that Rutherford B. Hayes owned America's first Siamese cat. His daughter named it. Guess what his daughter named it? Cleopatra. Miss Pussy. Sorry, the cat's name was Miss Pussy? Miss Pussy. (laughs) Damn. That fucking... (laughs) It rocks that there was someone named Miss Pussy who lived in the White House. Yes. And but he I think he didn't like that name for obvious reasons. So Why? Because he, she wasn't married. <laughs> she would prefer her to be Mrs. Pussy. Oh my god. He didn't like it, so he, he changed it to Siam. That's dumb. So, I know, lame. Um Theodore Roosevelt had a bunch of pets. I'm gonna name them off real quick. A small bear named Jonathan Edwards. That's a cool name. We have the same. We almost have the same middle name. Yeah. Lizard named Bill. I like that he had a lizard named Bill. Guinea pigs that were named Admiral Dewey, Dr. Johnson, Fighting Bob Evans, and Father O'Grady. Sorry, Bob Evans like Bob Evans? Yes. (laughs) So the restaurant chain Bob Evans is named after Teddy Roosevelt's guinea pig? I think so. Maybe that's why they have a bunch of cockroaches in their restaurant. I'm going to go with that. I'm, I'm going to go with that as complete historical canon. <laughs> he had a hyena, a barn owl, Peter the rabbit. Wait, so he, had, sure. he had a hyena? A hyena, yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's where the dogs came from. Peter the rabbit, which I guess might be with that series that, you know, did you ever watch Peter the rabbit? Well, Peter, Peter Rabbit. Rabbit is like a very old thing. Okay, very, very old. It's, and he also had a... I mean, it, that's like... It's not like Winnie the... It's older than Winnie the Pooh, right? It's old. Yeah, but, I don't yeah, but think Winnie it's the like, Pooh is not Theodore Roosevelt but th- old. I'm saying it's like... That's like Sherlock Holmes old, like first generation fairy tale old. I right. think. But even that I don't think is Theodore Roosevelt old. Andrew, how old is Peter Rabbit? The first publication of The Tale of Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter was dated 1902. Because I remember, like, the guy character that was, like, the rabbit's, like, um, like, the rabbit's, uh, taker, keeper, or whatever, looked kind of like Theodore Roosevelt, now that I think about it. He gets Scarlet Fever, right? Theodore Roosevelt? No, Peter Rabbit. Or the oh. guy in Peter Rabbit or something, right? Does he? Is it Peter Rabbit? Scarlett yeah. Johansson fever? Yeah, he gets Scarlett Johansson fever. He watches Under the Skin and masturbates to death. <laughs> I like how Under the Skin is the Scarlett Johansson movie you picked. Mm-hmm. Not like Avengers or like... <laughs> I don't know. I can't... Oh, Ghost World. Is, is Scarlett Johansson in Ghost World? Isn't she? Isn't she like the... Main girl. I don't think I've ever seen Ghost World. I didn't is, go to fucking Sarah art school. One, is, I didn't go to Sarah fucking giving, art school. Is Sarah giving you the thumbs up that she's in Ghost World? Yeah, she's upset that I didn't know that. I'm upset because you made me question myself. And, you know, that was like one of the first indie movies you watched as a fucking teenager. Nope. My first indie movies that I can remember watching as a teenager were collectively Fight Club and Donnie Darko. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First off, Fight Club is not an indie movie. Yes, it is. It is 100% an angsty teen indie movie. I don't think it is, dude. 100%. It's a David Fincher film. Yeah, but it is like a fucking indie darling film. Do you really want to do this right now, Jordan? No. 
It was maybe later on. Fight Club and fucking Donnie Darko are Donnie Darko. I will say is indie, angsty indie literary high school people movies. You watch those. You watch Everything Is Illuminated. You watch Squid and the Whale. Garden State. Yes, exactly. You watch Garden State if you want to be a fucking simp. Like that is yes, a simp. One hundred percent. Zach Braff was. Are you saying Zach Braff in that movie was a simp? Are you saying that Zach Braff is a Chad? Are you saying right now that Zach Braff is more of a Chad than a simp? I I, I don't even think those terms didn't exist back then. For one, but I don't I don't think he's a simp. He, anyway, he is one hundred percent a puss. A pussy is different than a simp. Um. All right, so the last one, Calvin Coolidge had a small zoo built at the White House. Wait, before we do this, Andrew, 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 no, no, I need Andrew to to answer a question for me. Two lines. No, fuck your two lines. (laughs) Fuck your two lines. Um, I need to know if fucking, what, Donnie Darko? Excuse me, if Fight Club is actually an indie film. Fight Club is not an indie movie, Robbie. You have succumbed to the marketing aims of its producers. It's not. It's David Fincher, dude. Well. I, that wasn't even David Fincher's first. It's a fucking indie film. Anyway, uh, yeah, two lines. Right. He had, whatever. That's the, that concludes Jordan's history time. Literally, that was it. I just fought to just have you do your fucking outro. <laughs> um, no, dude. Before we go, did you watch the trailer for the new Batman? Yes. It looks fucking sick yeah it's seven the comic book version it's what seven the movie seven with brad pitt and morgan freeman you think that that's the new batman i'm saying that it has the same vibe it's going to be like a gritty like detective movie where it's like always raining and like also, can we talk? Obviously, everyone's talking about like Robert Pattinson being hot. Yes, he is. He's a fucking heartthrob. We've all seen The Lighthouse. He's and also everything. just a good actor, though. He's a wonderful actor. It is fucking asinine that people disc- discredit his acting ability because he was in Twilight. He's such a good actor. Dude, him in The King was amazing. Well, also, what was that fucking the, um, the movie that everyone liked? The, the Softy Brother, Good Time or whatever? Like apparently he was wonderful in that. I haven't seen it. Lighthouse, he's amazing. Dude, he was he was good in that movie where the Twin Towers thing. He was really know, good in the to... space movie that he did. Dude, he's good in everything. He's, he's a wonderful like... actor, and he also seems like a wonderful man. But like, yeah, he's a simp though. He is not a simp, dude. He fucking stalked. You know the whole story about him in Twilight, right? Yes, I understand. He is not a simp because he's a simp. No. He might have been a simp in the beginning, but he elevated to Chad. <laughs> he got there. He he has evolved. Okay. There is more to being a simp than your uh, your self confidence. But that being said, I have seen it. I am I am excited for Paul Dano Dano. Paul Dano, like oh, is he the Riddler? Yeah. But the thing is, is that like he looked kind of wide in the scene where he's like interacting with the victim. So it's like, I wonder if they're going to like beef him up and have him go like quasi Bane 
Because there are Batman storylines where the Riddler isn't just like, whoop-a-doop-a-doop, let me tell you a rhyme. Like, there are storylines where he's, like, a little more kinetic and a little more brutal. Right. So, like, there's a chance that he could be, like, a little more gritty and, like, in your face. Well, they're not going to do the Riddler all, like, nice and quirky. They're going to make him fucking real, dude. They can make him real, but there's a difference between him being, like, angry and smart and then being, like, fucking Bane. Right. right. I think the funniest part of the entire uh, trailer was all the wet punches. When oh, Batman yeah. punches the fucking goon, it's just. Oh, dude, I, I thought he was going to kill that motherfucker, dude. I was like, that's not Batman. That's just what it sounded like. <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited for it. I'm excited. Jacobin did a review of it. Who? Not, not a review. Jacobin. Why do you call Jacobin Jacobin? Because I have a friend named Jacob, and I always call him Jacobin, and I just get the two confused. That is that is wild to me. They didn't do a review of it, but they did an analysis of what they what they hope the movie will be, and they it, had it's going to be good. It's going to be like seven. It's going to be good. Um, yeah. I am ex- oh, what is his name? Colin Farrell plays Penguin. But he looks. I didn't see the penguin. In it. He looks. I saw someone look like the jo- like Joker makeup. There's like Joker makeup bad guys in it, um, but they haven't put the Joker in it. But Colin Farrell looks just like the one fucking actor. Oh fuck! I forget his fucking name. Um, you would know him if you look it up. This is a very bad part of the the episode, but. It's very funny how they spend a bunch of makeup to make uh, Colin Farrell look like just like this schlubby New York dude that's in like a lot of things as like a B and C character. Um, but yeah. the, the cooler part of all of this, so if you want to, I'm going to go on this tangent before we end it. So they did the whole like Marvel, or excuse me, the like like the DC Universe Comic Con thing this weekend, right? So mm-hmm. they announced Suicide Squad two. Why? It looks awesome. Idris okay. Elba plays Deadshot. They brought in like 30 new villains, and everyone said that it is a late 70s, early 80s action movie where it's just all fucking explosions and shit. I just hope, I mean, the first one was like a, a, a fucking bombastical. Well, so. I didn't even see it, but I'm sure that it's terrible. But everyone who's on set for the new one is like, this shit rocks. They showed the director. Um, I think it was the director who did, um, ah, oh, fuck. What did he do? He did, um, he did like a, like a, another series of like very popular movies, but, um, he's, he's doing it, but he's like a legit, um, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. It's, uh, James Gunn. Excuse me. Oh, James Gunn. Um, didn't he have like a bunch of accusations on him? He's a, he did Logan. Did he? Yeah. I think that it's that it's uh James Gunn. Am I wrong? Who who is doing um the new one? It might be James Gunn who's doing Wait, hold on. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's fucking um it's uh yeah, it's it's him. But he like he's like a big comic book fan. Like he's wearing mm-hmm. all these like nerdy t-shirts. Nice. Like while he's directing it and shit so like it's um it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be really 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 fucking good um yeah he did like the planet of the apes stuff 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's doing it, and it's going to be really fucking good. Um, so that's fucking tight. They announced the Suicide Squad video game, which is being done by Rocksteady, which were the people who did all the Arkham games. And oh, that nice. looks... Yeah, it's called like the Justice League Must Die or some shit. So that'll be fucking fun when the final boss is Superman and shit. And it takes place in the Arkhamverse. So it is nice. canonical to the Arkham games. And that'll be fucking fun. But then they also announced that they're doing um, a new Batman game where it's all the Batman family shit. So like the Court of Owls are in it. I think Damien and all that shit's in it too. Like it's going to be like the Batman family I don't think it's going to be death in the family storyline related, but it's like the bat, like the bat family bullshit. And then also HBO is doing like a Gotham PD show where it's supposed to be like when Batman first becomes Batman, like early career Jim Gordon shit. Nice. Fuck. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. DC is going to make a comeback and they better do it right this time. I think it's because they are going less cartoony and they're going more gritty and also they're partnering with HBO and shit as opposed to being bought out by Disney. Right, right, right. So they're going to go more like R-rated because like... That's the way to go, man, for real. Well, I mean it is, but also like DC over Marvel, if we're going to talk about which one can be grittier... Although I am excited for the new Doctor Strange movie because it's an H.P. Lovecraft thing. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in the portals of madness or the portals of dark. It's supposed to be him like going to like the evil realms, like old god shit. Um, but we got to end it. We're at an yeah. hour 15. Um, so show me how to work this thing. I, All right, I will um, in the in the post show. Okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can, uh, the best thing for you guys to do is to send us, uh, give us a, a rating and leave a comment and talk us up to your friends. And, uh, also follow us on, uh, Twitter at Bolcheviks and uh, Instagram at, at Bolcheviks. And, uh, oh, what else? Oh, yeah, we have a Patreon. It, if you want to, you can uh, pay us $5 a month and you can get an extra episode a week. So, yeah. Am I missing something? Um, You also get on the, the Discord. Yeah. And then you can find all of our personal, me, you, and Andrew, our personal stuff from the uh, from the show's pages on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Um, Yeah, that's... It's good to be back. Um, I do want to say uh, that your your friends did a very good job while I was gone. It was pretty. It was nice to hear um, that shit. Um, you didn't talk about me that that badly, which I'm surprised about. I thought I thought you were gonna really, you know, talk some shit. No, because I was hoping that you were gonna come back a new person, and you didn't. <laughs> and I'm very I'm disappointed. The same. Exactly the fucking same. I'm gonna have to send you away again soon. <laughs>